Well, guys, welcome back. It is the Slinging Stones podcast brought to you by the Thrive Ministry. I'm Andy. And I'm that, still Luke. And that's still Luke. For some reason, he never changes. I, I, I keep hoping for it, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I really don't know what how I should feel about that, that you hope I it's, change. It's, Are you talking about like clothes or my physical I appearance? I say it in the most like Christ-like whole, way. Like a whole different person. Absolutely. Just you just take oh, it however you want to. A whole different person. <laughs> man. Uh, Coming know, from a man who's wearing a shirt that says Mayo Light Mayo shine. Light Shine. And it's my uh-huh. wife's shirt. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Sprinkles. <laughs> Sprinkles. Uh so so tonight's kind of a special episode. We're gonna take a break from our Romans um I'm gonna call it our expository year long, more than that. Now t- going on I two years. Say year. Uh probably gonna be a two year long expository <sighs> podcast on Romans. Where we break down the ands and the ofs and the these and the thighs. You are still being very optimistic considering it took us a year to get the chapter four. Just just be hopeful, baby. Be hopeful. <laughs> um, but we do have a special guest on, and this is a, a ministry that has uh, just recently started. We have talked about it. We've talked about this guy. Um, and we, Luke and I, with Thrive, we feel extremely um, – we feel extremely um, – impressed and we feel the urgency of what this ministry is doing and that we're talking about dad church i'm stoked about and it. it is awesome we've been to we've been to the initial meeting at hargis and then the first meeting last past month at uh k springs or redemption church uh but well on the show with us right now um is our we're gonna call him a friend right now uh because he's my bro it's like the third time we're, we're talking so we're friends so we want to welcome the founder and creator of dad church uh rick dykes rick how you doing i'm good i'm good i didn't know you guys were gonna have a studio audience cheer for me as i came in but that definitely helps my day well it's better than hearing luke hoop and holler well jerry springer didn't need his anymore so we borrowed it <laughs> Well, I thought I was here to talk men's ministry, and then I heard one of y'all was wearing his wife's shirt, and now I'm a little concerned about where this is going. See, well, now you now you know how I feel. I'm just imagine sitting across the table from that. No, look, it's it's the it's not the spaghetti strap one. It's actually a t-shirt, and it, it somehow got put shirt. in my pile. It is a belly and, shirt, though. You know, so hey, I have a I have a picture in my mind, and it's not going away. So, hey, it, look, I'm just telling you that what has been seen cannot be unseen. We need to flatten the tires on this bus right now. So. Well, there was somebody, and I'm not going to call any names, that said that everybody had a shirt like that, and then someone else who I'm not going to call any names said, "Nope, that's the same one. We all just wear it." <laughs> so, so, uh, so, Rick, you are the you are the brains. The man. This is this is your idea, your creation, uh, Dad Church, and we've kind of heard the backstory, uh, Luke and I have on how it came to be. But if you would let our listeners know what, um, how Dad Church came to be, how it came to be a thought, how it came to be in creation, and and where it came to be up to this point right now. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to share the vision for it, and um, I'll give you the backstory. Uh, you guys know I was on staff at Church of the Highlands for almost six years as the Freedom Ministry Pastor about seven years ago for six years, and then I've been gone for seven years. And I've been doing some, um, I guess you'd call it evangelism. I've preached for a couple of churches. I, I speak at Redemption pretty regularly, but I had really not plugged back into ministry. I'd just been kind of living in the business world. And my kids have been growing up, and we, I've, I've been able to develop a great relationship with them in these past seven years. And you know, coming into this season of my life, kind of this core season of being a father where my children are 10 and 8, um, I just started to see around me men who were kind of living the same life I was, really isolated. Um, they weren't they weren't in positions to, you know, experience the presence of God very often. I see men come into church, you know, week after week, and they just stand there through worship, kind of feel right over left Baptist move. And it just, I started to get this sense of urgency that, you know, men need to be spirit-filled leaders in their home. And I had an opportunity to speak at the, um, uh, I've been plugged into a ministry called Trace Diaz, which is three-day weekends, all men, where they just really disconnect, put their phones away, get prayed over. Uh, we serve communion several times throughout the weekend. Uh, it's just this powerful time of healing. And I realized how important that was for men, but we almost never get it. I mean, it's hard to go away for three days and just completely disconnect. Um, but the ministry that I was a part of was, you know, small group with a two-day conference at the end. We did those twice a year. 
And so I, I used to see men experiencing that all the time, but I was realizing kind of out in the, I guess the real world, a lot of men weren't experiencing it. And I spoke uh, at, uh, Saturday night at Trace Diaz back in February. And the very next morning, back in worship, the Lord started to speak to me about, hey, this is a this is the beginning of a new season. Um, and I, I kind of told a close friend of mine, I feel like it's been a seven-year season in the desert, and this is the Lord bringing me out of it. And the next morning, I was standing there seeing all these men worship, and they had been through, you know, a Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and the Saturday night experience, and that was Sunday morning. And they're just kind of lighter. You know, you can see the presence of God on them. You can tell that, you know, God is moving with them. And I just realized, like, men need this. And it was one of those moments, and I've had a few of these in my life. I've been in ministry off and on for 20-plus years where the Lord said, hey, this is what to do. And um, he told me, call it dad church. And, you know, I don't want people to think you have to be, you know, a dad of a 10-year-old or whatever. I don't want to pigeonhole that. I've kind of said, you know, if you are a dad, have ever been a dad, had a dad, want to be a dad, want to be a better dad, want to be a dad to somebody, want to know the dad, you know, (laughs) any context for men, then this is the place for you. And I wanted to bring in some of those components that those men experienced at Trace Diaz and the, the um, things that we pl- that we that we did as a part of the Freedom Ministry at Church of the Highlands. Um, and so I just had this vision for once a month worship services for men from all over, not just in our community in Chelsea, but um, you know all over the city, which is similar to how Trace Diaz is. It's men from all over the all over the Birmingham area to get together once a month and be a part of a dynamic worship service, where it's just for men. It's kind of a safe place. Um, have a very dynamic worship, which I think you guys would agree. The worship team did a fantastic job at our first service a couple oh, of weeks ago. Absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, and so that's kind of the vision behind it. I can go into some more details about how our services are structured and some of the things that we're trying to accomplish, but that's the vision behind it. The Lord just kind of was sticking in my heart that, you know, men need to be somewhere where they can, you know, not just go to church, but, you know, have church in them. Um, and I think that empowered men have the power to change the world. In fact, something that I have said off and on for the last five or six years is, you know, the one thing that has the most most power to change the world is fathers. And I was saying that to a friend um, back in February, just before Trace Diaz, I was having coffee with somebody. And I said that same thing, something that's been on my heart for a long time, I've said many times. I said, you know, this is the thing that has the power to change the world the most is, is fathers. And then I kind of just like, almost like the, the church kid in me was like, well, except for God. And I heard the Holy Spirit say right then, very clear, even he chose to do it as a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he chose to send his son. It was in his role as a father that he chose to change the world through his son. Absolutely. And so I just have this, I don't know if it's a vision or a dream or just a big picture idea that when dads, when men are empowered and strengthened to step into their leadership role spiritually, you know, in their homes, in their workplaces, in their churches, in their communities, it could really change our world. And I just feel like our world needs it right now. You know, you're exactly right. And, you know, one thing that I like about the concept and, and the, the safe place for a man to go and kind of worship and be prayed over and all that is when you create that safe space as what you're doing at, man, at, at Dad Church for once a month, really that safe space for that hour, two hours, whatever it may be, will create a comfort for them to branch out and be more bold when they do go their their worship service at their home church or their or their uh serving at their home church that safe space creates a little bit of confidence in them um and i i, I like that because what was impressive to to i, I know luke and i because we spoke about it we went to dinner after the after the dad church and we were talking about the the fact of the praying the prayer over um, you know, me and my son got prayed over and then Luke and his sons yeah. and then, you know, the communion after, and, you know, it's, it, it, there's not a whole lot of importance. There's not a whole lot of emphasis on that. Um, a lot of times at these conferences is, Hey, you're, you can be better at being a man this way, or you're messing up as a dad or a man this way. Now go to the world and try to change and be different. And there's right. not really any prayer over anything like that. Right, yeah, and I think I shared this with you guys at our vision night back in March. You know, there's a lot of men's ministries out there, and praise God for all of them, whatever they look like, whatever they do. But my experience has been often, and you know, this, it just this, often you go to those, and it's kind of rah rah. You're a man, be a better man, have a good night. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, oh yeah, and absolutely. Anything that's being done, you know, anything that's being done in the name of Christ, especially for men, I'm for it. But one of the things I felt like was missing is, you know, are men really encountering God? And years ago, I learned somebody said this to me. You know, 
the spiritual maturity is not the amount of time since you came to Christ. It's the amount of time you've been in God's presence. So you, you can have somebody who's been a, quote, Christian for 30 years, and you can see that they're not as spiritually, you know, empowered as a man who's been a Christian for five months, but he's been in God's presence every day. So oh, yeah. the <clears throat> a part of the structuring of the services, and, and this is what I've told our team, this is what I've shared with you guys, is we want to have services that are two things every time. They're spiritually impactful and practically applicable. So if a man comes into the service and he experiences great worship, he gets someone to lay hands on him every single time, which is our goal, you know, lay hands on, pray for, you know, be in that part of the community and then and then serve communion. We want all of those things happening. Well, they're going to they're gonna be in the presence of God. And then we're going to give them something practical to go out and do. So you take that, you know, that encounter with God, and then you go out and give it to your family. You go out and, you know, say a prayer the next time you have a meeting at your business or whatever. Um, because it really is true when men are getting that, then they're better when they go out in the world. And the world needs men to be better. And, it's, and I think it takes more guys than just saying, hey, do better. <laughs> you know, I think it's the power of God and experiencing his presence that helps them be better. Well, man, you just hit the nail on the head to what I was sitting here thinking. Uh, you almost quoted what I was going to say verbatim is far too many times we go to men's conferences and it's like Andy said, you know, we get all our shortcomings uh, pointed out and instead of solutions handed to us, we get told, okay, now just don't suck anymore. Be a better dad, go about your business. <laughs> and what I love about your, your model of, of, of what you're doing with dad church is that you seem to want to provide the tools and the equipment for men to be, better not only dads but better men is that is that accurate yeah that's exactly right in fact you know last service our kind of practical takeaway like hey guys this is what i want you to do is i, I had um a team member who's a pastor um at homewood church of christ come up and share like hey if this is how practically it would look to go home and lead communion with your family i don't know about you guys but that's not something that i've done a lot even in my time in ministry hmm. sit down with my family and say hey but jesus said do this as often as you do this do this in remembrance of me. So we're supposed to do it as often as we do it. Well, that doesn't mean just on Easter and, and, you know, Christmas Eve services. That means sometimes just do it with your family, leave. And I told them, you know, I said, hey, this is probably going to be a little weird, but it will be worth it. And here's practically how you do it. Here's where the scripture is. Here's what you can read to your family. Put on a little worship music. Get you some, you know, get you some white bread out of the the cabinet and a little grape juice and, and observe this moment with your family. And as you lead in that, you'll be a witness to them. Um, so we want to give them something practical. And I don't know how many men actually did that, but if two men left that, you know, meeting and felt empowered to do that with their family, that's going to make a difference in those two families, you know? Well, so I want, I want to ask a question that, that, you know, maybe not a lot of people think about. And, but when you sit on a, when you, when you develop a ministry and Luke and I have had this same conversation and it's the thought process and developing, but as developing dad church, you know, what was the thought process when it came into, your denominational thoughts and your doctrinal thoughts and your theology thoughts. I mean, you've got, cause at some point you're going to have, you know, you're probably not going to meet if they're, if they're, if they, if they've studied the Bible and they studied God's word and they're firm in their faith, you know, you've got some that have kind of, they're, they're doctrinally towards their denomination or whatever. So what thought processes do you have in order to, you know, to not, you know, push anybody outside the bounds and say, no, we're not, we don't deal with that. Where do you sit on trying to bring up men and not try to bash a denomination or, or bring a doctrinally doctrinal thought process into that, if that makes sense? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, it's a great question because, you know, there's a, but there's a couple of things I would say there. Like, first of all, I'm not trying to be their pastor. In fact, what I'd love to do is empower men for their pastor. The Bible tells us to be a blessing to our leaders, to to go and be a blessing to those who are sacrificing the lead for us. So I would love to just see men, you know, encountering the presence of God more. And then I would love them to be so fired up that they're going back to their pastor. Hey, pastor, how can I serve you? You know, somebody need to be visited, whatever. So I'm not trying to be their pastor. I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, clergy to them and give them the doctrine that they should believe. They need to be getting that from their home church, the place where they're tithing, giving, attending faithfully. They need to be getting that from that leadership. And in order to do that, you know, a principle that I learned years ago being a, a pastor in a large non-denominational church is, you know, sometimes in church culture, we tend to major on the minors um, when we really should make those things minor issues. My thing is, I want to see men empowered, and so I'm going to give them tools and resources from the Bible 
to be empowered. So we're going to talk at times about sin and how to avoid it, you know, but it's going to come in the context of, hey, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. It's not going to be, you know, you know, some doctrinal issue about what is or isn't sin. The Bible's clear on that. You've got the Holy Ghost and a pastor. You know, if you don't necessarily <laughs> need me to tell you what sin is, you know, your pastor should be giving you sound doctrine and you got the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost to prepare a talk to. You know, so you've got whichever one, you know, you've got you've got those two voices in your life to speak to you about those kinds of things. So doctrinally, you know, I'm probably pretty non-denominational and I shared my testimony and, and the message the, the first night. You know, I grew up Pentecostal where I had an interaction with the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. And then I was, you know, led to Christ. The first time I really heard the true message of the cross probably was in a local Baptist church. Um, and then I served in a non-denominational church. And in that period of time, 15 years after being saved is when I truly developed a relationship with the Father. And I think that that's where sound doctrine comes in, is learning to have a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, Christ the Savior, and then becoming a good son to the Father, understanding what that means and kind of coming into that uh, sonship, you know, being adopted uh, into the into the heavenly, you know, uh, into the heavenly family. I guess the Bible says we're co-heirs with Christ, so we're in that family. And I think that's where good sound doctrine comes in. If they get plugged into a good local church, I'm not trying to replace their church is what I'm trying to say. Well, and I think the other <clears throat> cool thing that's going to be impactful for these guys going to these events once a month is hearing the testimonies of those who you're going to be putting, you're going to put somebody on stage to give their testimony. And that testimony is going to differ with each guy. You know, we heard this past one, he had his, his battles with substance and then his, you know, family and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, you've got guys that are going to deal with alcohol. You've got guys that are going to deal with drugs. You've got guys that are going to deal with, you know, pornography and infidelity and, and those type situations. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's what, you know, a lot of people, you know, they get saved and they change their lives and all that. They like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about the past. Well, mm-hmm. we're supposed to, to see where God took us from and brought yeah. us to. And that's, that's the, the power of a testimony. Well, I yeah, think it's very right. important. Right. It's very important to let men know that they're not alone mm. because that's, yeah, it, that's you know, right. to me, so testimonies, I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, testimonies give men, um, you know, a place to relate because the devil's telling us yes. all that we're isolated, you're alone, this battle that you're facing is your battle, no one can relate to that, no one wants to hear your crap. Yes, you know, that's exactly that's what I was fixing to say. Yeah, that's the voice that we hear. But when a man stands up, like, you know, um, uh, last week or two weekends ago, um, my friend Philip Nola, who I've known for a long time, shared his testimony of drug addiction. And, you know, and basically the summary of that testimony, which I thought was so powerful, was from dumpster. He was living in a dumpster from dumpster to dad, you yeah. know, and God redeemed his life. And it's so powerful for people to hear that. And just to, you know, to, to, to tie into what you're saying, that's one of those components that we're going to have in every service. I want men to hear from other men, not just the quote unquote, you know, preacher man. I want you to hear from other men who are living a real life. And I'm pretty excited because I've been going around and I, I've gotten to know a lot of people in ministry over the years. And so a little preview, you know, uh, next month we're having a missionary from the Philippines who's a good friend of mine, um, lived in Trustful, one of my closest friends. And just in 2017, just literally sold everything, put the money into, you know, bank accounts. And he, he and his wife and his three kids at the time, they have six now, I think four, I'm sorry, four kids at the time, six now moved to the Philippines. Wow. And she went through uh, uh, midwife school and to, to be a midwife, which will allow them to go into places where you're not typically allowed to go and share the gospel. But because she's going there to help deliver babies, she can bring the gospel with that kind of service that she's providing. And so um, he's going to be sharing. And then I've got somebody lined up who has a testimony of um, being a victim of a very violent crime, uh, literally was shot in the head and had to sit through the trial and all the things um, that followed that and how God walked him through a process of forgiving that person, which is wild to me, you know, um, and that's a powerful testimony of how you can forgive people who have hurt you. You know, if somebody, somebody's been shot in the head, can forgive the guy who pulled the trigger. You know, there's probably a lot of things we can forgive. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it, it makes me think twice about holding a grudge against the guy at Jack's who can't get my burger right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, you got to get burgers right. So I understand the holding a little grudge there. But those are powerful stories that men need to hear. And it gives us an opportunity to have not a law. Um, and so that's one of the components. And then the other thing that I, I didn't say that we want to do consistently is, I've got a, um, a person on my team who's really serving as, I guess I would say, like a, a connections coordinator. 
And this is just a person who networks well, who knows everybody's small group that they're leading, who knows the people in the, um, you know, they're leading the F3 fitness groups and all these things. So if a man comes in there, no matter what he's wanting to plug into, I want him to not leave feeling isolated. You know, don't just come here to connect. This is a once a month thing. There are things that are happening every week that you need to be in, whether it's a, a Bible study small group, a workout group, or, you know, a marriage group with your wife. Like, so we're going to help have a resource for anybody that wants to connect to get connected. That would be the goal is that they're all connected. Well, <clears throat> you mentioned the next event. So tell us where, where, where are you having it? When are you having it? And, and what the details are to get there? Yes. Yeah, so we're going to do another month, you know, at least the next month at Redemption Church. Um, initially we had talked about doing Hargis and that we're going to have some events out there and I'm pretty excited about that. I don't have all the dates for those. Um, but we are going to do the dad day, which I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but next month's service, the next dad church service is June. I believe it's the fourth. It's the first Sunday of the month. It'll always be first Sunday of the month. Um, and we're going to be at Redemption Church again at five thirty. Um, and the reason we're looking at Sundays is, you know, everybody's got, you know, some ball game or, um, you know, practice or something that they're running around during the week. And I feel like Sunday, that afternoon time is like you're either kind of unwinding from your weekend or you're kind of getting some relaxation to go into your next week. And I think it's the perfect time for men to gather and just be equipped to go into their week. Um, and we're kind of giving that first Sunday back to the Lord. So yeah. it's always going to be first Sunday next month at 530 at Redemption Church again. Well, I have a question to kind of follow up on that. And, uh, the first part of the question is one is, is this designed for dad church? Is this designed to be something local or is this something that you are hoping that men can come from, you know, another town, say, you know, Huntsville, a guy comes down, he sees this and he buys into it and he wants to take it back to Huntsville. Is this something that you're hoping in the future to be able to equip other men to branch out and take this brand into other churches, other venues? Yeah, I would love to see this happen. You know, I, I'm not, I, I feel I feel like God, God will give us the vision to start, but he doesn't tell you the whole picture. That's why I've always believed that because I think, I think we'll mess it up. Um, and I've messed up plenty of vision that God gave me really good vision. I tried to make it more than it was, but I think that this is needed, not just in Birmingham, it's really needed everywhere. And at our first service, we had a man that I had met at Trace Diaz um, come all the way in from Shreveport, Louisiana. Wow. And when we wrapped up, um, yeah, I, I was uh, shocked to see him and, you know, glad he came. And he was so glad, you know, that we were doing it. He said, man, would you consider streaming this online? He's like, I got eight men in a small group back in Shreveport, and we would we would participate. I, I'd set up the communion, and I would do the prayer, and we would make it happen. And so I say, I say that, I tell that story to say, I don't believe that God necessarily gives you all the vision because he's going to get you started and then send you the people mm -hmm. that will define parts of the vision. Um, and so, you know, to your question about Huntsville or wherever it may be, as God opens doors there and raises up leaders, we're going to do anything that we can to empower men. That's awesome. And I know something else that you had talked about, uh, in the initial meeting that we had the first meeting that wasn't, you know, really a service it was just a meeting you had, you'd mentioned doing something once a year, like, you know, bringing our daughters and our wives in. And to me, yeah. that was just. Uh, that gives me chills just to think about it. Just, you know, I, I go to church with my wife and we often, it's regular that we sit together, but just the thought of taking my 10 year old daughter and, 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 you know, taking her to church just for the sole purpose of loving on her like Christ intends for me to love on her and setting that example as a dad to a daughter there, the ramifications of that long term are just, just unreal. And I want to know where you got that part of the vision from, because you got two boys. Well, I have a son and a daughter. Oh, I didn't know um, that. And yeah, my youngest is a daughter. Okay. And the thing is, you know, when, when, when I've looked around at what's happening in culture, fathers are being taken out, whether, you know, actually taken out of the family or, you know, just, in, just disempowered from the family. And that's hard on sons. You know, sons need a man to show them how, you know, strong masculinity, testosterone-driven manhood is regulated and controlled. You know, men should be dangerous and under control, both at the same time. That's right. So sons need that. But daughters need need to see how they're, how they're supposed to be valued. And so I had the idea, you know, early on, like, if we're going to do dad church, bring your son. 
whatever age you think is appropriate. You know, if you think they're mature enough at, you know, my son's 10, he may or may not be mature enough, but he's coming because he's going to be there with me, you know. Um, but wherever you think your son is, you know, bring them. And then, you know, I felt like if we're going to do that on a typical dad church night, I think we ought to do one night a, one night out of the year to honor our daughters and show them this is what a godly man looks like. All these men in this room are pursuing a deeper relationship with Christ. And any man that wants to call on you, you know, ever, whether you're 15 or 50, needs to look like this. And if they don't ever see that, how will they know what it's supposed to look like, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got um, two and two. I've got two boys and two girls. And, and so I know I know what you're talking about. It's it To me, it's a struggle to find the balance of showing my boys you know, ushering them into manhood, but yet finding that balance of tenderness with my daughter. So not, not the way that she'll, she'll look at me. She's going to look at me how she's going to look at me, but how is she going to expect someone to treat her in the future? That that's what was impactful about what you're doing with me. It really, really, really made me examine my relationship with, with my daughter. And, you know, I think that that's, that's, that's phenomenal. That's another aspect of manhood that has been absolutely cannibalized by the world. Mm-hmm. Well, Rick, are you so? Are you planning on any type of resource guide for men that are coming in there and looking for maybe? I know we, we can we can all go to scripture, and and you know, I'm, I'm a big I, I study I study hard, and I write notes, and I do all this. But a lot so there's some guys that man they want to go to a a men's based book or something. So is dad church going to kind of enable kind of a resource guide, uh, for some of the men that are, uh, attending? You know, it's a good question. It's not something that we've talked about, but I think that that's a, that's a real no brainer. What I would love to see happen is out of dad church for there to be, you know, different small groups that use those resources. And so whether it be, you know, a book, which is kind of an old classic now, like wild at heart, you want to go do a small group for somebody's leading that. I have a guy who's going to be a part of that church who's doing that, um, loves that book, likes to do small groups on it. And so if you want to plug in in that resource, that's a great place to go. Someone's doing a, a small group on the Circle Maker book on prayer. And, th- you know, here's a group where you can go to on that. So I, I would love to have instead of just a, hey, here's a list of some good resources. Like, hey, if you if you got a passion for prayer, here's the guy that you need to talk to. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a prayer small group. He's got a gift for prayer. You know, he's got an anointing for, you know, laying hands on people and praying. Why don't you get in his group? So I'd love to see the resources be more connected to the people. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. No, that's so that, that's that's in, that's initiating the uh, the uh, that's initiating the the um, the relationship um, of those guys getting connected and being able to, you know, develop that relationship and then develop that what God calls us to do. Be a disciple, make a disciple. Yes, that's right. And, and, so, and so I have known that principle, you know, for a long time in my life, but I look at my own life and I think, well, how am I really doing that? Am I really leading a small group and ministering to men on a regular basis? And probably I haven't done a great job of that, but hopefully Dad Church will empower men and, let, and there'll be other men doing that and they'll be able to do it. And I would love to, to your point about daughters, you know, what if there was a father-daughter small group that came out of it, yeah. you know, where men are connecting with their daughters and the daughters are able to get together, um, you know, marriage groups should come out of it because when a man's leading in his marriage, he can lead anything. I'd say if you can lead your wife, you can lead an army. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope our wives don't hear that. But I'm just saying. No, I know mine's mine's gonna listen. Mine's gonna listen, and I'm gonna give her your address. You'll get the you'll get the card. That's Rick Dykes at you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's now you funny. know that that you mentioned uh, a father daughter connect group coming out of that. I don't even think I've ever even heard yeah, of anything like that's, that. That's that's a new thought. That right is wow. My boom. My little my two little brain cells in there just said, "Hold up. What did he just say?" I don't have a bomb <laughs> sound bite. Right? I don't have Well, that. hey, if it, if it if it resonated with you that strongly, it was the Holy Spirit, you know. So um, so I do have another question. And yeah, uh sir. this one's going to be a little bit out of the box, but it's it's part it's mostly my own curiosity. Where do where do you get the funding for this initiative? That is a great question. You know, I, that's one of those things that it. You know, I felt like when God gave me the vision. I said, "Okay, I'm going to move forward, and I'll, I'll fund you know whatever it takes to get it started." And I'm just paying for things out of pocket. I have had one person 
who just came up to me, you know, at our leadership meeting and said, hey, I want you to have this. Go, you know, go forth and do what God's telling you to do. Um, but we have, I haven't set up any kind of formal nonprofit to accept donations or anything like that. I'm just kind of, I've got my hands out, my hands open to God. And it's just like, where do you want this to go? And how do you want it to progress? So right now, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm just kind of in a faith place on that, if that makes sense. Because I'm not trying to build some, you know, big, uh, you know, ministry organization that's all about collecting money. I think God's going to send the people, much like I feel like God will send the people to set the vision. He'll send the people to support the vision financially. Um, and, it, and it'll be on their heart. And it won't have anything to do with me saying anything. Um, you know, I want to see men so passionate about Christ that they're giving to their church maybe where they weren't. And then God's speaking to them and saying, hey, you need, to, you need to go support dad church in this way. And if that happens, praise God. If it doesn't, um, he'll give me the money. <laughs> you know, he'll bless my business and it'll happen that way. And we're, so, you know, we, we feel exactly the same way. I mean, Luke and I, we sit here, you know, and we, we say, hey, look, we'll come speak at your church. If you want us to come speak to your men, we're the best price ever. Free 99. We're free 99. Just, you know, if it's a long way away, just get us there. House us. Maybe give me a sandwich. But yeah, give us a sandwich. It's, it can be peanut butter and jelly. It's fine. Or jelly and peanut butter. <laughs> or jelly and peanut butter, whichever. So, you know. You guys are definitely worth more than three ninety nine. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to raise your rates. Well, I mean, we just, we don't, I, I don't <laughs> plan on quitting my day job. And, and Luke don't plan on quitting cutting grass. Yeah. There, so, I mean, look, as long as the grass is growing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. So, you know, you've got the, so you've got so many different, you know, men's ministries out there that tackle so many different things. You know, you have, you have some that are, that are, you know, curriculum driven, um, you know, some that are, you know, a lot of men's ministries, which I've been a part of it and I've, I've led one, you've got your, you know, quarterly events, you've got your, you know, your wild game dinners, you kind of your big time stuff like that. You've got your conference driven men's ministries mm-hmm. and, you know, going on that last part, you know, do you see dad church? I know you're not looking into the future to grow this thing into a conglomerate, but do you see dad church maybe going into a, a conference type once a year, you know, have a conference that's going to in, in, involve to impact the, you know, the most you can? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would love to see that, you know, the, the ministry that, so I feel like that could be some, could be something that God kind of would use what he's already done in my life to bring about, you know, leading the freedom ministry, twice a year I was doing conferences with as many as 3,000 people there. So I've had a lot of kind of experience that he kind of led me into and how we might do that. And I do see, you know, hundreds of men, if not thousands of men at an event where they're getting plugged in. But again, the big picture idea is to not just have these, because like again with Traceus and even Freedom Ministry, those are kind of twice a year things. They're really spread out. And, you know, you can drift a long way from God in six months, you know. So the idea is to get them into community every month, you know, back in the presence of God. And then from there, learn how to go and do that, you know, during the week, do it with their family, do it at their own churches every Sunday. Um, so my, my heart is really more on those monthly services, getting men in there. And I would love to see guys. I, in fact, I've got a vision for this year, you know, having two to 250 men in those Sundays every single month um, and coming from all over to be a part of that. And to me, if that's what God wants it to be and that's all he wants it to be, praise God. We're going to bless those 200 men. But if he does say, hey, you know, this is gaining momentum and, and you know, if those doors open and we want to do a conference, I would love to see a room of a thousand men experiencing the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, not to not to go back to, hey, you know, I don't know. I'm here to do what God wants to do. But that really is where I am. You know, I've led ministries that were huge, you know, on a scale that I was never gifted to do. I'm just a redneck from Mississippi. But I've experienced that, and I've seen God do it. And then I've done, you know, a little events where six people show up. And what God has always taught me is, you minister to the ones I send. If I send six or sixty thousand, I'm going to give what He puts on my heart. And I'm just going to pour out. Absolutely. So I would love to see that because what that would mean is, you know, three thousand men experiencing the presence of God, three thousand men having somebody lay hands on them and pray for them one to one which how many men really get that very often? And it would mean 3,000 men hearing a powerful testimony that resonates with their spirit and encourages them to go out and be a better leader, a better husband. So 
I would love to see it if it's 3,000 men, but if it's 200 or 300 or 30, I'm going to minister the same way. Absolutely. Well, I've got a, I've got a really good question. I, I really want to know who made who made the um, the bread at last man at last dad church. Yeah, that was uh, Chris Richardson, um, <laughs> who is the connections pastor at Homewood Church of Christ. It was his wife because that was and that I was different. It was, yeah. And so it's some recipe, I think, for communion bread that, you know, maybe it's her family or somebody. I don't know the whole story on it, but I was told, hey, this is the best communion bread you can get, and she's going to make it for us. And it was homemade, and she had it prepared for us. And so um, I, that's not something you can go down to the to the local Christian well, bookstore it, and buy. That's it, sure. sh- it shocked me because, you know, of course, well, my son, wonderful, lovable Easton, he drops his bread in the, in the <laughs> juice. You know, so we're, you know, we're trying to do intinction and you got a, you got a floater in there, but, um, you know, but I popped it in my mouth and I was like, wait a minute, that's sweet. I'm not, you know, used to, you know, what, you know, what we get when we have communion down at our church, tastes like styrofoam, you get styrofoam. I mean, it's, and it's not good. Uh And then if you do do, you know, if you do do a common loaf broken to intinction, it's usually just like a baguette roll. Um, and when right. I popped it in, it was sweet. And I remember Luke sat down when Luke sat down and he goes, that bread was different. I said, yes, it was. was so, good. It was good. <laughs> I could so. eat a sandwich out of that. So, well, of course I know, you know, it had a little sweetness to it and it was unleavened. So it was, it wasn't, you know, fluffy. It's very unique. Um, but it's not the, it's not the strangest communion bread I've ever had. I think I shared this story, uh, when we were at Tracia's, there was a, a couple of guys who have sort of a messianic background. And they did a version of communion that, based on a Hebrew tradition, where on a little uh, cracker, you know, a flat piece of bread, a matzah bread, um, they put uh, a sort of a, a chutney-style jelly, something sweet, and just straight-up horseradish on the other side. <laughs> Yummy. And the whole <laughs> – yeah. So, But the whole idea was this represents uh, the bitterness and the sweetness that comes with this life and how to oh, wow. be a blessing to God in both. And man, that has stuck with me so much because that jelly and that horseradish together, the horse, straight horseradish, it, it, that hits, you know, that's fire. So, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was trying to think but, of what even to compare that kind of shock in your system to. Yeah, that right there. Oh, it, it is. But then, you know, it hits immediately, but then that sweetness of the jelly kind of comes behind it. And it's just a reminder that even in the bitterness of life, the sweetness of God is present. Oh, that's um, great. And I don't, I don't know what made me get off on that, but. You know, that was a very unique communion experience, and it makes it stick with you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, Rick, we we, we thank you for coming on. Um, but what we do, we do this every time, and this is something that we'll never get away from. Um, we want to bring – we want to bring the plan of salvation, the, 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 what, you know, there may be somebody listening where this just, you know, Holy Spirit hit them and, you know, we want to give the opportunity and we want to present the gospel to them. Um, but what we'll do kind of in our, um, in the way we always do it is, is we'll present the gospel. We'll, um, we'll finish out in prayer and then don't, don't leave, don't get off the phone just yet. Uh, because, we're going like, wait, there's yeah, more, wait, there's more. Uh, we're going to present, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the upcoming events that are coming up because not only with dad church, there's several other events. Luke and I were talking before June is absolutely just busy. Yes. It's got a lot. Men's well, ministries are kicking up hard and we are crashing as many as we can. Yeah, and we've got to give you an opportunity Good. to let the people know how to get in touch with Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, Luke, yeah. if you want to start with, you know, kind of where we sit on uh, presenting the gospel. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you, anything you've heard today has stirred something in your heart and, you know, you feel the Holy Spirit working with you and talking to you and you have that realization that you don't know Christ, well, now's the time. Um, there, there's no special prayer that we can lead you in. There are no magical words that we can tell you to say. You know, the, the Bible tells us that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ was Lord and that we believe that he lived as a man, died and was resurrected again on the third day for the remission of our sins, the Bible says that you'll be counted as saved. Uh, you, know, it, you know, maybe you've drifted away. And, and it's time to come home. Uh, you know, again, now there's no better time than than right now. Uh, you know, we're talking about these things with, with the dad church. 
you know, the, the encouraging and the, the empowerment of men just to bring men back and remind us of who we are, who, who God intended for Adam to be. Because whether we like it or not, we are Adam in our home. We are called to be the priests in our home. We're called to do all these things, and we cannot do it without Christ as the head. Christ has to be the head. So if you don't know him, you've got to know him, or you can't lead your family. If you do know him and, you, and you've severed that fellowship, it's, it's time to reestablish that fellowship. There is no better time than now. The procrastination is not going to do anything but drive you further away. And when you allow that to happen, the enemy is winning. Nobody, no man that I know enjoys losing. And when we allow things of this world, the distractions of this world, our jobs, all these things to come in between us and God, we're allowing the enemy to win. We are willfully submitting ourselves and letting the enemy enforce his will on us instead of us doing what the Bible tells us to do and tell the enemy to get behind us. Because we serve a God that's mightier than any problem that we have, any situation that we're in, any sin that we've committed. It's already been paid for in full. All you have to do is accept the payment. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to close us out in prayer. And again, Rick, thank you very much for being here and sharing everything you, that you've shared with us. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you again. Father, just I'm grateful for the time that we've had together tonight. I'm grateful for Rick and his ministry with Dad Church. Father, I thank you so much for his responding to the vision that you gave. I couldn't imagine the pressure. I couldn't imagine the, the, the fear that comes along with stepping out into these kind of waters, completely uncharted waters, Father. There, there are those ministries that have done things similar to this, but as far as I know, Father, this is the only one like this. So, Father, he's paving the way, uh, Father, but I pray that the way that he's, he, he's paving now has already been foundation by you. The, all the foundation work is there. The steps are there and that he just simply follows them. And, Father, I pray that men come alongside. They share the vision. They share the passion, and, and they're just encouraged, Father, by the fact that we're not alone. The struggles that I'm in right now, I'm not alone. The struggles that Andy's in, he's not alone. The struggles that Rick's in, he's not alone. And yet we can still tell other men about the struggles that we're having to make them realize that they are not alone. And together, when we come together as more than one, Father, your word tells us that a strand of three is hard to break. So, Father, I pray that we come together as more than a strands of three. I pray that we come together as, as strands of thousands, Father, that's just unbreakable in your kingdom. And, Father, I pray for everyone that's listening here to this podcast. I pray that words that have been said tonight uh, just strike a chord. Father, it, it strikes a heart chord. The words that are said, they realize that they're not words from us. They're words straight from your Holy Spirit and that they don't hear our voices. They hear the voice of Christ calling. Father, I'm just so thankful for Andy and, and his dedication to this ministry, and I'm thankful for Rick and his dedication to the ministry as well. All these things I ask in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right, so Amen. all of our Thriveites or Thriveonians, whatever we want to call them, they – so they we've got names now. We, we, they've got names. Um, so we've got. Get, you're going to get punched. Probably, probably. Um, so we've got a ton of stuff coming up in June. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll let Rick go to Dad Church here in just a minute, but we're going to go over these few uh, first events. Uh, so uh, Dad Church is on June 4th. Uh, we're going to get to that in a minute, but June 11th, um, our boys down at Cultivate Cultivate Men is back in action. It is. Uh, they're bringing um, conviction. I think the uh, it's yes, uh, conviction is the theme right there. But they're giving away a Blackstone Grill at this event, oh. and there's hot dogs, there's hamburgers. They've always got a great turnout. It's always a good word. You can you see a bunch of people that you know. You see our boy Sanchez down there, Sanchez Tannehill. Um, you know, he's always going to be representing on stage when he's singing. And then we may bring the Mitsubishi along. You see with him us. looking down on everybody. We may see, we may have the Mitsubishi. I don't think Rick has Rick's met, not met the Mitsubishi. He has not met the Mitsubishi. No. Yet. So this is a very large individual. I mean, this, this guy is probably, 
a foot taller than most people. He, in the room. He's a foot taller. So, so Rick, we'll we'll kind of let you in on uh, what we do for the Mitsubishi because we always just make him as mad as we possibly can. So when we talk about Jeff, the Mitsubishi, <laughs> he gets this soundbite. As for Andy, he spent that break hunkered in the shade. So that's what happens when we talk about the Mitsubishi, but we'll probably have Mitsubishi with us. But well, you, we can't, we can't, you know, just call him Mitsubishi without telling him why. Well, okay, he's named so after a car because he, he casts an eclipse. He, he eclipses the light. He's that big of a man. Um, so he's a large dude. We're going to bring him to the next dad church because he bailed on us Good. last time. Um, so, but bring him in his soundbite. <laughs> we will we will um so not only do we have cultivate men happening on june 11th june 19th and this is for our prattville montgomery people I it was 14th 19th it's on a monday the 19th is uh spirit walk ministries our boy bones uh ken hearn his church they're having an evening with rick burgess it is a free event uh just like cultivate men it's a free event um they won't you know, as many people down there as possible. Uh, we will post on the website and on Facebook. Uh, we'll post kind of the details on where you can go to Eventbrite to get the tickets registered. But, you know, I tell you what, if you don't want to see Rick Burgess, that's fine. Luke and I will be there. That's right. You can come see us. You can see why I tell people I have a face for podcasting. So you can say, you, yeah, you can come see why we don't YouTube this thing. Um, <clears throat> but, We've got those two events, great events, great churches. Just they are unbelievable in what they're doing. Um, Cultivate Men has been impressive on kind of what they're doing to their men and the integration they're doing to their men's ministry. Oh, the food. And the food is outrageously good. So, but um, let's talk about what June 4th is going to bring. We got Dad Church, the second episode of dad church the second event of dad church and we're jacked up about it we're we were I'm talking about it last time because we couldn't shut up about it at buffalo wild wings afterwards that's right i love it guys well i'm i'm really excited about it i'm expecting a great turnout this month and um again it's june 4th it'll be first sunday i like to keep things consistent um that'll be the first sunday and then uh our first kind of event that's out of the sunday schedule um is going to be um, a dad day, sort of a dad camp out at Camp Argus. You can just mark this on your calendars and more details will come out. Um, July 15th, we're going to have a camp set up where we can teach. Like there's a guy on YouTube who just does like, you know, hey, here's how to tie a tie. You know, here's how you should shave. Little skills that maybe a dad in your life didn't teach you or maybe somebody's being raised without a father that don't learn. So we're going to do all those kinds of things. Everything from grilling burgers to changing tires. I've even got a guy who's a competition pistol shooter. And we're talking about bringing out some airsoft pistols and teaching true competition shooting with the airsoft pistols. Um, so it's just going to be an exciting day. Um, that'll be middle of the day, probably a 10 to 3 sort of thing at um, at Hargis on July 15th. So first Sunday of the month, we're going to have our service, and that's going to be our first event. Um, and I'm pretty excited about that. We've got a lot of men who are plugging in and are going to do different little kind of stations, I guess you'll call it, uh, for all the for all the young men and the men who come. And I would just say this, hey, you might be 50 and no one's ever taught you to tie a knot on a fishing hook the right way. We're going to be able to teach you that. It doesn't matter where you are or what you do or don't know, come out and, and enjoy yourself that day. And we'll have some food and a good time at a, at a target camp that day. Well, tell us how we, and, tell us how they can get in touch with you as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I didn't want to forget that. So you can email us at dadchurchbham at gmail.com. Um, dadchurch.org is going to be our website. It's going to be launching here before the before the next service. But dadchurchbham at gmail.com. And if you email me there, I'll make sure you get on the email list and get updates there. We also have a group on Facebook, a Dad Church group. And so you can plug in there, make sure you like that, follow us there. And I'm going to be posting updates there. I'll put up some videos. And, um, and I've made that open so that men can share anything that's kind of resonating with them and encouraging the other men. Um, so join that group on Facebook. Email me dadchurchbham at gmail.com. And I'll make sure you get on the list and you're in the loop for everything that we do. So we just got two breaking news from Dad Church. I mean, I just feel like I'm kind of We got right the now. event and we got, we didn't know the website. We, that's, hey, a website's fun. I, trust me, it challenged me for three days to build ours. So, 
<laughs> so, well, hey, I've just been, I've empowered someone else to build it. There you uh, so go. you know it'll Man. be good. Well, <laughs> I, delegation hold, hold is on, a hold on, Rick. Thing. Let me let me let me try to get some sympathy from you. I can't delegate that to Luke. No, <laughs> so, no. Have you ever seen a website done would, in crayon with liquid paper trying to correct the mistakes? <laughs> Listen, I would expect the guy in his wife's t-shirt to be the one that built the website. Absolutely, <laughs> I appreciate that shot across the bow right there. Wow, shots have been fired. <laughs> By someone, not me. Absolutely, I feel I feel completely loved. Y'all are straight up Barnabases. Um, so, so as we finish every week, uh, if you want to get in touch with Thrive Ministry, Luke or myself, it's Andy at thethriveministry.com or Luke at thethriveministry.com, or you can visit our website at www.thethriveministry.com. Now, you can go check us out. The podcast, as soon as it uploads, it's going to be over all the sources that you get your podcast, but it's also on the website. And then also, you know, if you're looking for a speaker for your men's group, your church, or if you just want to sit down and help try to develop a curriculum that's going to get going to kind of encompass the demographic demographic up your the, men the demo what i can't even speak right now y'all done y'all done shocked mis- me mis- y'all, done throw, y'all done thrown bullets and shocked me <laughs> so if you want just to sit down and just be encouraged be promoted uh and and that's what we do that we're not here to do anything but encourage promote and just give men the tools and the encouragement to be the men that they need to be and bring jesus to whoever wants to talk about it um, so you can reach out, you can find dad church at all those. We're going to have the information on, uh, the podcast description and plus on the Facebook stuff. We share dad church as much as we can on Facebook. I don't know how to operate Instagram. I'm sorry if y'all are expecting stuff from there. <laughs> I'm banned Instagram. Uh, yeah. Luke's banned, so he can't run it. So, uh, <laughs> so, but Rick, we definitely appreciate it. We are praying hard for uh, Dad Church and you and your leadership team. And man, it's it's exciting just to see what's going on in in Central Alabama with men's ministries right now. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me. I really do, and I appreciate all that y'all do to help keep, keep people connected, keep people you know in the know about what's happening with men's ministries. At the end of the day, we just need stronger men in our churches, in our homes, in our businesses, and out in the world. I think it's going to make a huge difference. And that, that's, that God wants the kingdom to be strengthened and empowered by men. And Absolutely. that's our vision, to strengthen and empower men for the kingdom. Absolutely. Well, guys, we go, wait, wait, oh, wait, what, what are you doing? Cutting Luke? me off. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I got one more thing. My bad. I just want to give a shout out to James Spann, mm. uh, you know, the weather guy that everybody in central Alabama knows. Uh, he came to South Shelby Baptist Church this afternoon and gave his testimony and man, he's just an—he's an outstanding dude. It was very, very enjoyable. Uh, Rick, there might be somebody that you could get to come and speak because I'm telling you, the portion of his testimony that we heard today was very impactful. Um, you know, he challenged—he he challenged yeah, us all today that. to go out and bless someone else so that we might receive our blessing. Mm. And you know, I just want to give him a shout out on here and tell him thank you very much. So, now, now you can amen. kick me off. So now, now I can interrupt Luke, but guys, we appreciate y'all listening. We hope that you, uh, you know, you find just uh, some good words to take out of this. And man, we love y'all. It's a good time every time. Guys, we love y'all. Have a great week. Have a blessed week. Go to church on Sunday and thrive on.